I have something to communicate today, whether it be by phone or by text or by email, it could definitely be done by video. So whether it's, hey, I'm going to see you next week for our appointment, I can't wait, send that as a video. Or hey, we just met, it was so good to see you again, great to hear about your family, do a video. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 309 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, speaking of friends, I get to visit an old friend, Annette Anthony. Annette is the Vice President of Technology Engagement for Exit Realty. I've known Annette for well over 15 years, and I've also had the opportunity to see her in action at Exit uh, on stage emceeing rallies, uh, doing trainings, hands-on kind of stuff, which is my favorite. Uh, so it's going to be really fun to catch up with her, get some tips and tricks on technology, which everyone can always use. So let's get this thing started. Annette, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. Um, I have known you I'm going to say at least a decade, if not further back. And I want to talk about that, our, our time in Phoenix together. But before we get there, are you a native of the Valley of the Sun? You don't know. Well, practically, I should say. I was okay. born in Glendale, California. Okay. My father and mom raised three girls. I'm the youngest of three. My dad was actually an immigrant from Mexico. So, Cananea, Alejandro Moreno Rubio is his name. And so, could you imagine coming to the U.S. Uh, as a six, he's 16 years old with the aspirations to get his education and live the dream of a, an American? So, he was fostered with a family, got his education, uh, went to college, graduated. And, and it's not just go to college, but you have to also be part of extracurricular activities. Like you have to volunteer. You have to have a job. You have to have a certain GPA. You have to have a certain number of hours that you're working. It's, it's quite a, you know, it, it wasn't just handed, right? And, uh, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience. So my dad, uh, applied for his, his uh, citizenship as soon as he graduated college, uh, obtained it. And then he served in the military, in the army, and married my mom. So my mom then came over from Mexico. And uh, when she was nine months pregnant with me, I'm the youngest of three girls, she got her citizenship. So that's pretty special. And, wow. you know, so starting off in California, and then as things got really crowded and just um, uh it was difficult. They were noticing to raise three girls. They wanted something a little bit quieter. So we moved to beautiful uh, Arizona. We were in Phoenix, like 16th Street and McDowell, uh, which is not, not a great neighborhood now. But back when, it was just a really safe, quiet place to raise three girls. And uh, super proud of that. You know, my dad was a young entrepreneur. He he actually um, started a business in upholstery because he's like, what am I going to do? He would go to like a secondhand store and he would buy a piece of furniture. But what he would do with it to convert it into something, a beautiful masterpiece. He, he had it in the front yard covered in plastic with a sign that said $25. And luckily, Bill, a woman, her name is Sue Yaden, with Sue Yaden Designs. I don't even think that she's around anymore, but she happened to see that chair and said, who did this? And my dad's like, I did. And uh, she's like, I want to see more pieces, but 
I think you're going to be my my upholster full time now. So pretty cool dream. Nice. Yeah, I, I love I love that story. I think yeah. it's uh yeah the American dream. Yep, absolutely. So, Arizona is quite special for us. Good, good. I'm, I'm thinking 16th and McDowell. You're really close to Encanto Park and, and the yes. golf course. Yeah. Yes. And then we I, moved to Scottsdale, and that's where okay. I met my husband. We were high school sweethearts. Um, still married almost 30 years later with two kids. Nice. Yeah. Love Arizona. I know you love Arizona, but there's parts of Arizona that, after that long, get a little tiring. <laughs> so I, you're not a snowbird. I'm going to call you a summer bird. Right. Because because your home base feels like it's Phoenix in mm-hmm. Scottsdale, yeah. but you, you take off in the uh, summertime. Where do you head to? I do. You know, our son, Michael, he's been playing ball. He's, he's had a ball in his hand since I can remember, you know, a baseball, a football. Well, he earned himself a baseball scholarship. And was recruited by you know, by Briarcliff University here in Sioux City, Iowa, to come and play, you know, baseball. So what do, what do good parents do, right? You go follow your kids' dreams. And and my husband, you know, he's retired military and law enforcement, twenty five years. So we have the opportunity to to live in Sioux City, Iowa. Like who would have thought? Sioux City, Iowa, that we would be residents here. And uh, we love it, Bill. When we dropped him off, it was like, wow, this is pretty far for us to leave our son. And, you know, my husband, when, when I was on my way back to Toronto, my husband's on his way back to Arizona after we just moved him into the dorms. Um, my husband sends me a picture from Zillow, right? A link of a property that just came on the market. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I think? He says, what do you think about us possibly putting an offer on this house? And I said, you know, if you think we can do this, you know, let's give it a shot. Well, the, the offer got accepted. And here we are in Sioux City. And who knew that I would want to be a Midwest girl? I mean, I love it here. The people... You know, you just can't, they're just authentic. They're very relaxed. Um, it's just very different. It's cold, yes, and, but we love the cold. You know, we're still kind yeah. of honeymooners here in, in this weather. So we really do enjoy being out here. So, yes, we're here in the spring and uh, fall months so that we could be with our son. And then we head back to Arizona in the winter. No, in the, yeah, I guess in the winter and the, and the summer, which, okay. you know, summer's pretty hot in Arizona. But when you've got a pool, it's, it's all good. Air conditioning. Yeah, it's all good. I love it. I want to think back to, you know, me running around, you know, a lot of these little things that were happening in the Phoenix area in the real estate world at at associations or, you know, different little events. And I swear that I know you from your sharper agent days, right? Yes. When you, yes, like I would see you in an office meeting or something where you were talking about the product. Absolutely. So, so I was working for a small title company called Land Title. They're huge in Colorado, small in Arizona. A friend of mine said, you'd be great in title. At the time, I was working for um, Fire Rock Country Club. I was selling golf memberships, 85000 you know, a pop. But she said, you would be great at uh, working for a title company. So I explored the opportunity, and I loved it. I had an awesome branch manager, and I learned so much from her. And my role was to build relationships with real estate agents, and I did. And I helped introduce those real estate agents to my branch manager. Well, Sharper Agent, the, the CRM tool, um, land title in Arizona was the only reseller of Sharper Agent. So Sharper Agent was kind of my... Um, my reason for connecting with agents, because what I discovered is agents didn't have CRMs. And we're talking back in the early 2000s. 
you know, they had no CRMs. They were, they were, they would carry around albums of their referrals, like their reviews, if you would say, right? <laughs> yeah. Their testimonials. <laughs> Look at my huge album and let's browse through all these things that people say. Times have changed, right, Bill? Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Shepherd Agent was what got me in the door. And I would have one on one meetings with agents. Then that agent, after I helped them be successful by getting organized and start the behavior of this is my regular daily thing to do. That agent would introduce me to another agent. I would be in a small conference room, the four of us, and then larger, you know, those groups started to expand to then I would be leading trainings for offices on how to stay better connected with their database. And, you know, broker owners at the time were like, you're a value to me. I want to add you to our training schedule because you're helping our agents grow. So wow. that's kind of how it started with Sharper Agent. Were you always techie even prior to that? Or was this this kind of ramped it up for you? You know, I'm a problem solver. Like, I love okay. to have conversations. I love to listen to people. What are you doing? How's it working? If you could, you know, Tammy says this, if you could wave, wave a magic wand, right? But I had different words that I would use. Like, if you could do things a little differently, what would that look like for you? Right. And, you know, so just listening to what their concerns were really gave me an opportunity to find well, other people are being successful. And, and what is it that they're doing that I can help you adapt those behaviors and I can help help you stay accountable and we can work together? You can have that hype person follow up with you to see how things are going and we can monitor your success and we'll make adjustments along the way so long as we're continuing to move forward. So I always have had this curiosity of how to help, how to help agents, how to take a look at what they're doing because we've had great conversations and how do we make it work for their business? I remember going to uh, an office building in Scottsdale into a, a fairly small conference room with you and about five exit agents. I think you had just gotten rolling with exit. Is that, is that, true at that point? It depends on what, when, when that was, yeah. I, how I got started with exit was, you know, I just kept my head down with sharper agent and, you know, was exposed to lots of different brands. Then um, sharper agent then signed a deal with exit realty by providing a, a, a white label solution. They called it, they call it exit promo shop back then. And, you know, I had the opportunity to really get to know the leadership at exit, work with their broker owners, their regional owners, all of their agents, while at the same time still working with a lot of other brands. Well, then Sharper Agent was acquired by Market Leader, and then Market Leader was acquired by Trulia, and then Trulia was acquired by Zillow. So all these different transitions, right? And all the while, just keeping your head down, continuing to learn and build relationships and trust and have fun, um, the CEO, Tammy Bonnell at the time, was just really watching and learning and, and seeing how I was working with her people. And one day tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, how are you? And at the time, think about it, Bill, she's a CEO of a huge international real estate company, but she took special interest in me because she saw what I was doing for her people and had said, you know, how are you doing in it? And I'm thinking, wow. Uh, and I was honest. I said, Tammy, I'm, I'm doing great. Like, I love what I do. Thank goodness I'm adaptable and I love learning and I'm helping agents and I'm expanding my knowledge so I can help agents grow. And she said, but what if you could do what, what you love to do, but just do it with exit? So it was at that moment that yeah. I knew, you know what, this is, this is possibly where my last business card will be made because this is, and, and it is, this is absolutely my last, you know, 
company that I will ever work for because it's, I'm home. You know, this company truly, you know, as big of a company as it is, you, you're, you're always felt like you're valuable. Um, people notice even the smallest of things and they always make, at least for me, they make me feel like I, 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 I can do more because they just do so much for me. You know, I, I had the, the honor of interviewing Tammy on the podcast and you're not the only person I've heard it many times that when Tammy says to you, how you doing? It's not that kind of quick. Hey, how's it going? It's like, mm-hmm. no, she really wants to know how you're doing. Absolutely. You know, she That's knows, cool. she knows my family intimately. That's she cool. knows my husband, my kids by name. She knows what's going on in their lives because she takes a very special interest in me. I mean, think about it. And I'm not the only one, one of the executives who feels this way. It's our regional owners. It's our owners. It's our agents. It's the admins in the offices. It's mm-hmm. our staff, but it's also the industry. There's so many people who come up to me and say, oh, I just love Tammy. You're so fortunate that she's, you know, with your company. Um, And then they tell me their story of how she makes them feel. So even though we have thousands of thousands of agents, she makes you feel as though you're the only one, like you're the most important person that she's on the phone with. And she always picks up on things in our conversations or things that I'm doing that I didn't even get to tell her yet, but other people are are sharing with her. And she'll write me a handwritten note or she'll send me books. I have lots of books with inscription, you know, messages that she's written personally to me. And, And I try to do my best to to emulate that. Now I've got a lot of learning to do, but you know, like when you did the podcast with Bob, you know, and Mule Shoe Texas came up and you guys really had a good time about that. And I'm thinking, I wonder if Mule Shoe High School has memorabilia and they do. And I found the coffee cup. So it's things like, you know, those are the things that Tammy has instilled in me so that I can be the best version of myself. I can I can catch people doing something extraordinary when they least expect that somebody's watching. That is a wonderful talent, mm-hmm. skill, whatever you want to call it, and uh, something that we all we all could be better at. CRM, you know, because of the Sharp Agent Connection, was the technology that you really started with. But I love looking back at people who have been in this these roles, kind of like me, but, you know, back in the mid two thousands. What other technology were you talking about besides CRM? What was most popular back then? Back then, I mean, <laughs> well, websites were the next yeah. hottest thing that you need to have a website. You know, that was probably the biggest thing. Um, yeah. But really, the CRM. People just had a very hard time trusting that technology that you could put your contacts up in the cloud. So, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of resistance, but those agents, which I suppose were the 20 percenters who really believe that this is where the direction of the industry is going. Those were, those were the, the trailblazers that I was able to link arm in arm with. And we would just take other people along with us on the journey. I, I, social media is exploding while you're in this role. So you had to, that was definitely a part of your repertoire and, and trying to help people understand to use that better. Um, and I've seen you do that even to, even to this day, you know, talking about things like video and, and YouTube, which I consider social media, right? right. And, um, but let's get your favorite social network and why. 
Yes, I love Facebook. It's okay. it's truly authentic. It's it's when I feel like I want to post something special when something touches me. Oh, I want to share this rather than you know it's forced. So Facebook is definitely my go to. I have explored so many things though. I mean, I have had so many funny conversations with my husband. He's like, "You're gonna do what on Snap? What Snapchat?" So I'm like, listen, this is just, and even my kids would throw up their arms and say, are you serious, mom? And I have older adult children, right? Michael is, he's 23, Morris is 27. So they're like, wait, you're getting on Snapchat. And I'm like, listen, I'm just doing some recon. I need to understand the technology so that I can explain it to the agents. And for those who are interested, I can teach them how to use it. And then TikTok came about and they're like, you're going to do what? But you know what? I just have this curiosity and I never want to be the one that says, I don't know. I'm going to explore. I'm going to dive into it. I mean, even Alexa flash briefings, right? That was a a really cool technology that everybody, well, a lot of people were just very, very intimidated about. And it's like, listen, if I could break it down and then if I can teach it to you, because the biggest thing here is when you're teaching technology to agents, they freak out. Yeah. Right. And it's important that you just take them, you, you take your understanding and you show them how to apply it in their business. In respect to social media, yeah, Facebook definitely is is one of my favorite. Let me put you on the spot. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite? Because I'll tell you mine. If What's you yours? Tell me yours. It, you know, it's one that's really important in us in in a lot of ways, but I just don't think it is that important in real estate. You, you might differ, but for me, it's Pinterest. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. It's not even on my radar, Pinterest. Okay, but definitely like Twitter. <laughs> Twitter was is was not. I just felt like I, I need to post more, and it felt forced. So definitely mm-hmm. my least favorite. I deleted it. Which you know, to your listening audience, it's mm-hmm. important to. It's okay to know yeah. that if you if you're not comfortable in that space, you don't need to be there. You don't have to be. You don't have to have all the links and you know. Yes, um, and it's forced. Go where you feel the most comfortable, right? And and don't worry about being about missing out on something on the other platforms. When you're ready, it'll appear to you and you can jump in and and dive in. Thinking about TikTok, I had the pleasure of hearing you sing at <laughs> the uh, Southeast Region Rally. Is that correct? I had that right. Yeah. And yes. uh, first of all, you are a fantastic singer. So tell me if I go check out your TikTok account, I can find something somewhere. I don't know that my, my account is private. (laughs) (laughs) My singing is an opportunity, right? So if you catch me, yeah, that was a good time. I love to sing. You know, my dad used to sing all the time. He actually sang, not quite professionally, but in college, he was involved in plays and he sang quite a bit. So I love, we even sang together on a cruise ship, my dad and I, when we went on a family vacation. So fun. La Bamba, of course, right? (laughs) But um, I love to sing karaoke and it's just a really good time. That opportunity was really special for Exit Southeast. And Bob McKinnon, he's our director of leadership and he started to learn how to play the guitar. So I let Stacy, you know, our regional owner for Exit Southeast, I let her know, hey, your event's coming up. And I'm just saying Bob McKinnon is learning how to play the guitar and he's pretty good. So that little bug in her ear and then Bob and I strategized and said we should do something. And we kept it a secret. Nobody knew. In fact, the guitar that Bob McKinnon used Bill, are you ready for this? Go ahead. Um, it was loaned by it was it was a loaner, okay? Carrie Underwood's lead guitar. That was his guitar. 
So those are some strings that were pulled. And, you know, Bob and I, we really had a good time. And nobody knew what we were doing other than Stacy, you know, Valerie and Kenny. They were the only ones who knew. So when you came to the event, even Tammy and Craig and Lori Muller, you know, our leaders and all the agents and owners, they had no idea. So catching them at a surprise was really special for, for us as well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, cause I, I, I would be terrified. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you, you I was definitely terrified. Tell. Yeah. Couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Um, I've been to a few exit events. If yeah. the focus on education is, uh, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just lip service. I mean, right. it's really important. Chat about that a little bit. You know what? We, we build technology for the agents, right? We want our number one goal is to help them close more business, period. That's it. And if it doesn't work, if the technology, if it's hard to use, if the agents aren't adapting, we're just not going to do it. We've had other tech that we've brought on and it just, you know what, it, it, it sounded like a great idea at the time, but now that it's in the hands of the agents, it really wasn't as, as big of a success. And, mm-hmm. and, and we were, we were big enough to say, you know what, it, this isn't working. We're going to do something else. And they respect that. You know, they respect that we have just such a, a, an insatiable appetite to continue to, um, move forward and, and try to find better ways for them to do their business more effectively. And, and that's what we do. Um, the most important thing too is, is we make sure that we teach them how to use it. And we do that in a lot of different ways. They can go online. We have lots of different webinars. We have one-on-one trainings if they wanted to, you know, they could reach out. I'm one of the executives of the company. And Bill, they, they call me and they text me. They instant message me and say, hey, could you show me? And, and my answer is always, absolutely. And some will even say, listen, I, I hesitated to even call because I know you're busy. And I always tell them, you know what? I'm never busy. I'm booked. I'm scheduled but I'm never too busy. We'll always find time, right? We have a phenomenal franchise support team that they can reach out to, real people that they can connect with. And the technology is easy and it's proven. So it's got to work. But three years ago, Bill, Tammy actually challenged me and said, Annette, you're just one person. You need to multiply yourself. And I, I'm, I'm like, you're right. You know, there's only so many places that I can that I can go. And and I have led huge hands-on workshops. That's my favorite. Like I love to have the agents bring their laptops, bring their mobile devices, and and they watch me. You know, follow every single step so that they can apply what I'm teaching them. So that by the time they leave, you don't have to write anything down. You did everything. Um, You set up your systems. You don't have to worry about going back and and going through your notes. And I've had as many as 200 people in a room at the same time. Can you imagine? 200 people. There was cords everywhere. Not, Not one computer was compromised with spilled coffee. You know, nobody tripped on a cord. Um, everybody left safe, but they left with confidence, which is something that the industry just isn't really emphasizing. And, and here's where it comes from, where you sit down as a human and you walk them through on how to do something. You give them the respect, you give them the confidence for them to do it themselves. So with Tammy's challenge and saying, Annette, you got to duplicate yourself. So what I did was I reached out to our exit nation. And said, okay, guys, here's what I'm thinking to do. I don't know how this is all going to go, but I envision people like myself who have an interest in technology, who love sharing with others, who, you know, know the importance of human, right, connection. I want to be able to share with you a very simple tip. I want you to learn it. And then I want you to share it, like demonstrate it in the office to your agents. And we started with 28 people who said, all right, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm in. 
28 people. And then we've grown to more than 430. We call them exit engagement leaders. So we have these duplicatable people, 430 of them right now in throughout our network, but we're not done. Like we need to have one in every single office. So I continue to have some work ahead of me, but this is an enthusiastic crowd who most of which are not technologists, right? They don't know everything about technology, but what I'm sharing with them each month is a simple tip, one tool, one resource, something that they can learn in less than five minutes and be able to confidently be able to share it with the peers in their office. Now, what's caused is this ripple effect of increased confidence in people engaging with our tools, hands down. But what I didn't realize that happened was that it would also elevate their confidence in being able to present in front of their peers. Like I had no idea that that would be a byproduct of this group of you know exit engagement leaders. So I'm so proud of them. And I continue to onboard more, you know, every week of people saying, you know what, we don't have one an engagement leader in our office, but I want to get involved. And with their owner's, you know, blessing, then they're designated as the exit engagement leader. And they're not franchise support. This is a a peer. It takes about five minutes a month, but the impact is immeasurable. So to your point, it's the education, the training, the tools. It has to be easy. The tools have to be effective, but we have to be able to deliver the how-to you know, personally, one-on-one to every agent. And that's what we're working on. And it's been very successful so far. That is way more effective than a blurb in the monthly newsletter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, totally get it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And Bill, no one wants to watch another webinar. They don't. (laughs) Not not right now, they don't. I would rather, like my, (laughs) you know, people learn by, by being shown. You know, yeah, you can watch a video on YouTube. Of course you can, but there's nothing more personal than having someone who cares about you to say, hey, let me walk you through it. And in less time, be able to to show you. And then that person can then, you know, it's the ripple effect. Okay, I got it. Now I can show my other colleague and that person can show the next person. Mm -hmm. You, You mentioned YouTube. Would love your take on getting agents to use video. It's yes. <laughs> so tough. What are you, what's your what are your tips there? Well, kudos to COVID because COVID got people to do video. I mean, true. Way true. to go, COVID. Yeah. Right. It it put the fear in everybody that in order for them to stay connected, they had to turn on the camera. They had to remove the sticky note off their computer. You know, mm-hmm. camera hole. Right. That's yep. where it started. Yep. Um, but here's here's what I love. I first of all, if if I can't tell people to do something if I'm not already doing it myself. And then I'm not, if I'm not having fun with it, they're definitely not going to do it. Right. I love video. Um, I, I had a bomb bomb account. And I had like 987 videos in bomb bomb. Wow. Now I'm starting to use dub because there's a ton more features, but love, love the ability to be able to send videos all the time. But I do videos constantly and it's just, you know, anybody can do this. If you just think about, well, what? If I have something to communicate today, whether it be by phone or by text or by email, it could definitely be done by video. So whether it's, hey, I'm going to see you next week for our appointment, I can't wait, send that as a video. Or, hey, we just met. It was so good to see you again. Great to hear about your family. Do a video, right? Instead of just that send that text message. You know, there's there's just no replacement for, for the human touch and how people feel when they see you on video. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. So here I've got a, a, um, 
a strategy that I did with one of our owners. Now I love female entrepreneurs. You know, they're, they, mm-hmm. that, those are my soul sisters, the ones who say, you know what, I'm going to put my flag in the ground and I'm going to own an exit office and I'm going to attract and build leaders. Like, I love that. Right? One of our owners, she is in the Chicago area. Her name is Esmeralda. Love her. She said, gosh, I, you, you're just so good at video and I just, I'm terrible. I'm so scared of it. I wish I could do it. It was almost like rubbing you know, the genie bottle, right? Her saying, I wish I could do it. (laughs) And I, and I told her, all right, well, then I'm going to hold you accountable. You and I are going to help you do video. So she says, well, what do you mean? I said, we're going to meet every week. I'm going to teach you something and you're going to have absolute confidence to be able to talk about it. And you're going to do a video once a week for the next 30 days. She was like, you've got to be kidding me. No, I said, it's Tuesday. So we got a video to do this week because you're going to do it on Friday. So Bill, it was holding her accountable. That's it. You know, holding her accountable that you can do this. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to share with you, you know, if I'm really excited about something, I know she's probably going to be excited about that too. So it was, it was just finding, what are you excited about? And then let's help put the words together, but, but make them your own. But then you got it. You got it. Here's the due date. You got to do it. So I got to tell you about, like, she's been doing video and I watch her. She's just absolutely natural now. It's not forced, but it's absolutely consistent. She's grown her office exponentially. And I told her, listen, what you're doing in less than your first year of being an owner, you're a unicorn. Like, she's growing. She's got got about a dozen agents already. That's insane. And it's because of her confidence and and talking to her audience on social, letting them know, hey, here's what I'm excited about today. Here's what I'm learning. Here's who I'm helping. Here's who I'm, you know— Here's who I'm looking for. Here's a tool that I that I saw an agent leverage of ours, and here's how their business has grown. Let's have a conversation. Her audience is building, but her confidence to do this regularly. So, yeah, I love I love helping people do video. So if you ever see me and you're just like, you know what, Annette, I need help. Just know that you're going to get the help, and I'm going to help you stay accountable, and you're going to be successful. Just ask for help. Is, is there something new out there, some kind of – a new piece of technology that has you kind of excited or you're checking it out? Yeah. So our, one of our, one of our biggest technologies I feel is our geolocation technology specifically. So, and, and your viewers can definitely check this out when you text engage, that's by vanity code to the number eight, five, three, seven, seven. So take your mobile device, compose a brand new text message the number you're going to text to is 85377. And in the body of the message, it's going to be the word engage, E-N-G-A-G-E. Hit send. Then you'll receive a text message from me. Just click on the link. And what it does, Bill, is it fetches your GPS location and it shows you the available listings where you are. So whether you're traveling on business, whether you're traveling, you know, for pleasure anywhere in North America and it's exitized. So it doesn't matter if it's a independent or national brand or international brand, it's branded to me. So that is a, a really cool technology. It's our geolocation technology, but specifically for our agents to create their own vanity code and share that with their consumers because consumers don't care who's, who's behind the sign, right? They want to know what's, what's the information behind the home that they're interested in. Right. And oftentimes the biggest challenge is when they call the agent, 
the voicemail is too full, you can't even leave a message. Or if you send a text message to the agent to learn for information, um, the agent won't respond back until the other part of the day. So what happens is consumers' confidence starts to decline. Consumers want two things. They want pictures. They want pricing, period. And if you don't give them that, they're going to find someone else who will. So our technology, it's geolocation. It's throughout all of North America. So helping our agents connect buyers with their home of their dreams, whether it's, of course, anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. And sellers love that because they know that time is of the essence and everyone is fused to their technology. So I I love our geolocation technology. Annette, it's that time. I know you know the question. You've listened to the podcast. And yes. so I'm going to ask that same question I've asked everybody. Give me one piece of advice for new agents just getting going in the business. All right. I got a zinger. Okay. I'll hear it. So my, my biggest suggestion is to find someone who sees something in you that, that you don't see in yourself. Find that person. It only takes one who believes in you, who says, no, you can do this. I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to work together. You know, that person sees something in you that that you aren't even that person yet. But uh, you definitely want, those people are out there. They might be successful people as well. And they were there once where they were just beginning and uh, they're giving back. So find someone who believes in you. I think that's the biggest thing you can do in your business. Your future self will definitely thank you. You have to be open. To, mm-hmm. to what people are putting out there so you can find that person. I think that's awesome. That'll be great. If someone wants to reach out to you, Annette, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. You know, you can definitely find me at on Facebook. My handle is Annette Anthony. Very easy. But you can also text Engage to 85377. It provides you all my contact information. Don't hesitate to reach out. You know, we're, we're here to empower one another. And I love what you're doing. I definitely love what you're doing with Rate My Agent and you're you're such a big influencer in the industry. I don't real I don't think you know how much of an impact you've made in people's lives because you have. That's very kind of you and it is that you're right. I'm not comfortable with that. I have mm-hmm. to learn how to be more comfortable with that. Yes. How's that? Yes. <laughs> and that this has been awesome. I'm, you know, my the only thing I did wrong here is wait so long to chat with you on the show. So thank you so much for doing this and best of luck. Continue success with Exit. It's been just a a blast to watch you grow and and the company grow. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate all that you do for us and the industry. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. (laughs) 